The purpose of this show is solely to provide information for you to make your own decisions on the subjects that are presented. Welcome to the Ben Armstrong Show, folks. U.S. business leaders betray America and give China's Xi Jinping a standing ovation. How can they betray you like that right in front of your face? They don't care. China is preparing for war. You say, war with who? Well, there's only one place they could be preparing for. Even if you say it's to invade Taiwan, they're still preparing for war against the United States. So they are, no doubt, preparing for war against the United States. And our business leaders are giving this dictator a standing ovation because money has blinded them. Money has blinded them all the way up to their own destruction. It's really amazing. And a lot of times you'll see this. I, I really, it feels like this to me that G has visited America to act like the di diplomatic diplomacy is to just stall and give him more time to implement his plan. Uh, I think this indicates they're getting even closer to doing something. There's another small indicator. There's little things to look for. The removal of the giant pandas from America. I believe from the Washington, D.C. zoo. I, I, don't, I don't know which. I can't remember which zoo. They were supposed to still have them. They demanded them back. And Xi is saying something like, well, in the future, we might give you some more giant pandas. But to be honest with you, I swear, that's, that, that, that's something you would do if you're thinking you might have a war. And they're going to take their giant pandas back. I know it sounds small. It sounds insignificant. I don't think it is. Why did they demand their giant pandas back? Now, I remember when Hitler would do stuff, he would act like he's ready for peace and he's ready to negotiate, and then bam. This is how it usually is done. And I'm just wondering, is this visit the quiet before the storm? Maybe people are right and he's really going to invade Taiwan. Then it would be the, the quiet before the invasion of Taiwan. I don't think it's to invade Taiwan. I think it has to do with us, but we'll see. Uh, regardless of all of that, to watch your business leaders know that this is the biggest enemy of the United States, and they are saying we would betray our country for money. Of course we do. That's that's the way it comes across, but uh, let me get you to from the war room. Bradley Thayer joins the war room and discusses Xi's meeting. Take a listen. Xi Jinping is in trouble. He's facing an yeah. existential crisis because of uh, the because the regime is illegitimate, because you've had decades of of uh, of tyranny. Uh, so they're in dire economic strengths. He needs investment and he needs trade from the West, uh, which is why he was there to thank his base. He was there to thank the billionaires and ensure that they use their political influence 
uh, and sustain the support uh, for China. Also, uh, to shore up Biden, because he wants Biden or Gavin Newsom uh, to come if Biden's not able to uh, to make it. Uh, he wants uh, either Newsom or Biden uh, in office uh, in 25. So it's a, a wonderful photo op uh, uh, for. Hold on. It is a wonderful photo op for both. And he'll explain that. I'll let you hear what he had to say about that. Uh, but what Xi is doing is playing up to these guys. Remember, he went to, um, I'm, I'm going blank on it, the Iowa he talked with the Iowa farmers and stuff and, and really pounded down their relationship because they import so much food. So again, Xi talking to the Iowa farmers and stuff shows the emphasis of Xi is still locked on America's farmland. I had something else I was going to say. I did. And it, it went, it went from my head. I had a point, and I forgot what it was. So we'll go back to Bradley Thayer. Take a listen. Or uh, for both of them, uh, actually, uh, at the meeting. So he's shoring up Biden and Newsom, and he's um, rewarding well, his base, thanking good, them. Uh, why is it a good photo op for Biden? It's a good photo op because he's meeting Xi Jinping, right? And they're having, um, uh, they're talking about how they're great friends. And that's going to be, uh, as you well know, Peter, going to be used uh, in uh, next year as the campaign heats up uh, if uh, uh, Biden uh, essentially uh, so, so stays. You think, the so, public, you think the American public actually think that's a good thing? That, that Biden's. I think the American people see, see through it. Uh, yeah. But there are a lot of different audiences yeah. uh, to whom Biden is speaking. And so it's uh, it's going to be uh, uh, an effort to um, uh, uh, he'll tout it as a, to be a feather in his uh, in his cap. But it was a, a disastrous meeting. It was horrible for the United States, for our national security interests. It was a disaster. It should exactly. have never have happened. No, I mean, it would be um, there was a time where American presidents took American security seriously. You know, it's within living memory, uh, yeah. actually, and uh, they would have never have gone through uh, this type of uh, humiliation uh, where um, uh, really from beginning to end, an emperor, Xi Jinping, came uh, to essentially uh, see um, uh, 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 his uh, his supporters. So it was a disaster. At the same time, Peter, you saw the U.S.-China Economic and Security um, Review Commission report that came out on the same day, right, which said, hey, the PLA is preparing for war. Xi Jinping has told the PLA to prepare for war. Secondly, he's prepared Chinese society for war and to prepare for hardships uh, in the near term uh, and lasting and, and um, significant hardships uh, in, the, in the near term. And also, thirdly, that Xi uses diplomacy to buy for time. Right. Yes. While the military prepares, while the squeeze on Taiwan, the Philippines, allies and partners and on the U.S. Um, essentially intensifies. It's amazing. He's preparing for war. He's telling his own citizens to be prepared for hard times. Yeah, they're not going to be able to feed them if they go to war with the United States. 
he's openly saying this in his own country. We all know this, and our business leaders sit there and pretend like none of that is happening. They look at it as if China is just, this is 1980, and we're just going to be trading with China, and we don't really think that they're a threat to, to do anything to us. That's what they're pretending it is. Because they've made so much money working with China, they will sell out and betray their own country. Or they are the biggest morons who have ever lived and don't understand this. Or they're vindictive so evil that they know that China is preparing for war against the United States. They're on China's side and have some sort of agreement where they'll be tipped off and be up in the air in their private jets and stuff and won't be anywhere around. Maybe they're that evil. I don't think so, though. I think they're not tipped off. I don't think I don't think that would be smart by China to they wouldn't even trust people like them with information like that. So I, I couldn't possibly see that being. I think they are just useful tools. I think China knows that America worships at the altar of money. That is their God. And if you flash their God in front of them, they will serve it to whatever you want them to do. And even though you show that you're going to destroy them with it, they can't help themselves. It's all they care about. They can't put morality or patriotism or survival (laughs) in front of instant money. It's it's amazing. Let me get to... um, Jack Posobiec, Human Events, his show, he had on Alex Jones. And they talk about starting out, naming the companies. That's important. You need to hear who these companies are. It's amazing. These business leaders. And Alex Jones gives you the history of us and China, which I think is important, too. I think you'll you'll find it fascinating. Take a listen. Indeed it is. Alex, I'm looking at this and we did the whole show yesterday on Xi Jinping, the return of the Red Emperor to China, to uh, to from China to America, to California specifically to inspect his holdings. I'm looking, though, I've got the guest list of the uh, this this reception that they held with him last night. You got Apple, Blackstone, BlackRock, Larry Fink, Boeing, Amway, Honeywell, even the geneticists of Fulgent Genetics, the biopharma hackers, they're all there. Alex, why are they all meeting with Xi Jinping like this? Why are all of these heads of the world, really the masters of the universe of the Great Reset, coming in to, to pay fealty to the Red Emperor in such a way? Well, just a quick history lesson, as you know, Jack, being a China expert, in 1949, the CIA double-crossed the Chinese nationalist, Chiang Kai-shek, and put Mao Zedong into power, and 90% of the country didn't have running water or electricity. And then Nixon in the 70s, with the CIA director, George Herbert Walker Bush, opened up China, and then one-sided trade deals were then expanded to the 80s, 90s, into the 2000s, and most of America's industrial base was transferred to China, and then the globalist middlemen made trillions of dollars selling those products back to the West. And now China is the main base of electric car batteries, of the solar panels. They're powering all that with coal power plants and oil. We're having our coal power plants and even natural gas shut off. So China has been the only place really open for business uh, for decades and decades. 
And then Trump got in and said, no, America's open for business. So we became an energy uh, exporter again, the number one in the world in just a few years. Trillions of dollars of jobs flowed back in because people want to invest in America, but had been made prohibitive under the globalist deals. And so China was completely allied with the Black Rocks, with the big central banks, with the largest corporations like Apple uh, and others. And so Trump stood up and said, we're not going to do that and really turn the tables on China. So the globalists launched COVID as a destabilization operation, uh, and that had mixed results. But now China's collapsing. China is exhausted. China's got serious problems. Xi Jinping trying to consolidate control, but so is the West. And, and the globalists that were allied uh, with Xi Jinping have, have just lost their war, uh, their proxy war in the areas of Europe and Ukraine and surrounding areas. Uh, they've now expanded this war that's going on in the Middle East. And so this is China basically having a powwow with its minions and with the traders that sold America out in this partnership to try to reconstitute the old deal and reverse what President Trump did in four years. And it just shows how controlled the elites of this country are when China has 50-year and 100-year plans uh, and, and, and the globalists don't even have a one-year plan or just busy uh, making money, parlaying American power and selling it out. And yeah, I think that it's such a good point. I, I was always viewed the globalists are much more reactionary. We always say the globalists have this great plan. They put out a plan. They're very good at just going with the flow. If something changes, they just react to it. So if their plan fails in one way, they'll just react and adapt to a new plan so that it works out for them in the end. They're good at adapting to, oh, this happened? Well, then let's take advantage here. They are the never let a crisis go to waste. There's a crisis. How can we use the crisis to our advantage? Because they have no morals. They don't care. How do we use a crisis and how do we sometimes create a crisis to use for our advantage? That's what the globalists do. They don't have the 50-year plan like people think and it's going up. China does 50-year, 100-year plans. So anyways, China's economy, understand this, folks. Think of this more than anything else. China's economy is going to collapse. Just like how you know America's economy can't keep going the way it is, and these people that are trying to do the Great Reset, and all these foreigners coming in, it's going to collapse America's economy. If we collapse, they're going to collapse. But they, they could collapse without America collapsing. Like if we fixed our economy, China could still have economic problems to collapse. They are looking at major problems. And, the, and that is the biggest motivation as to why they feel like they have to do something now, why they're planning for war now. They also see that America is on the verge of some sort of economic collapse when you have globalists within its own country trying to do an economic reset. And I don't think they want the globalists to be in full control of when America collapses. China wants to be in control of to when America collapses so they can control the collapse, be able to tell their citizens, okay, this is the time where you need to know that you're going to go through hardship, meaning you're not going to get food. Hardship for the average person means no food on the shelves. That's what that means. That's the hardship he's talking about. They think that they can get America's farmland. If not, they will go and get Australia's farmland. So Australia needs to know you're in big time trouble because you have enough farmland to help. I don't know if it's enough, 
when you have better fertile soil than China does. China doesn't have the, the farmland fertile soil, even though they have massive areas of land. They can't grow the things that we grow. America is so rich. The whole country practically can grow s- stuff that's wonderful. And we just take it for granted because that's just how it is. So it's their economic situation that is pushing them to do this. It's just, and I don't, I don't think China's going to turn their economic situation around. So that's why I'm saying I, at some point, something's got to give at some point. Then you add on what's happening in Israel and you add on that war and you add on the Ukraine war and Russia being poked and Russia and China now being allies, unlike they ever were before. And you have to look at everything that's going on. Also look at China is still getting uh, chip maker equipment, elite chip maker equipment that they're not supposed to get, despite the U.S. trying to stop them from getting it. Here is a report on that. Take a listen. And in a strategic dance around new U.S. export curves, Chinese companies are making bold moves to secure advanced chip-making equipment. A congressional report highlights the loopholes exploited by China, revealing a surge in semiconductor imports and a mystery behind Huawei's latest chip. The report unveils a critical issue. The Commerce Department's 14 nanometer restriction often allows importers to purchase equipment by claiming... Well, it cut off on me there, but that's all right. You get the idea. That's enough for you to understand. That's what all Taiwan is all about, though, the war, because Taiwan makes all our chips. And, and it's stupid of us to be having our so much of our manufacturing of chip making being in Taiwan. And we're, we, we have plans and factories to open up in America to offset that. But they're still, I don't know, a year or two away from opening. So China understands that, too. That shows you where the Taiwan thing is, but let's not forget Russia's relationship. Russia is being poked by America because of our globalists. The globalists poke and poke Russia because they want a one-world government and they they can't trust Vladimir Putin to ever go along with... Putin won't bow down to the globalist regime. Putin will do whatever he wants. He's a dictator. They would love to get rid of him as a dictator, hoping to use the United States to get him taken out. But it isn't happening. Russia is aligned with China, and they're getting ticked every day, more and more, and keep threatening the United States. Another threat from Russia, and another flexing of the muscle. You have Russia in, in this article saying it, it's showing off their meteorite missile that is so fast it can't be shot down. Uh, well, take a listen to this article. Russia shows off devastating meteorite missile in chilling threat to the West. Story by Chris Samuel. Russia is reportedly readying a devastating 20,000 miles per hour hypersonic Avangard missile that the country's leader Vladimir Putin has warned can't be stopped by any defense system. It's understood the nuclear-capable weapon previously described as a meteorite by Putin, can be launched from outside the Earth's atmosphere and strike multiple targets anywhere in the world in under 30 minutes. 
It is believed to be the only weapon of its kind and Putin has warned that countries in the West don't have the means to stop it. The missile has been seen in newly released footage installed in an underground launch silo in the Orenburg region of the country. So you, you see, this missile, as, and, and there's deeper stuff in this report, this missile that can't be shot down, and they're saying when it's above the atmosphere can reach any target within 30 minutes around the world. They have a plane that is a, a, like a surveillance plane that is super fast and can go above the atmosphere or get close. Uh, and they are talking about weaponizing that plane. It's, it normally doesn't carry weapons. I'm sure if they're already putting that out in the news, that means they've already weaponized it. And what they could do is have this jet that basically can't be shot down, have it be weaponized with these missiles, and they don't have to shoot it from far away and have it be 30 minutes. They can shoot it, and with they still could be far away, and within five minutes have the missile strike, and they're not even close to your coastline but just over the middle of the ocean. And it wouldn't take very long for it to get there, on top of, of course, their nuclear subs. So I know it's doom and gloom when I, I tell you that these guys are preparing for it. What am I supposed to... I don't know if it's going to happen, but it, it looks like it's going to happen at some point in time. I don't think they want to wait to see what happens in 2024. It would really be the end of 2024, all the way to 2025 to see who wins the election. Does China want to wait to see if if they still get the guy they want into office? Trump is going to be loved overwhelmingly by the American people. Can the Democrats steal an election from an overwhelming loved guy like Donald Trump who continues to grow his numbers? Can China and Russia sit back and wait? Or are they going to want to pull the trigger? And then you think, well, what can we do? Look, fight the good fight. Because nobody knows. So you have to put your head down, plow forward, inform people with the truth. Go to jbs.org. There's tons of action plans of what you can do. Just check it out at jbs.org. Get information. Share with others. Sometimes just sharing information is the most powerful thing you can do. So, it, Or you can get active, like really active with other people by joining. Uh, the John Birch Society, or go to the New American for the best conservative news you will find. You want true, the true conservative point of view, the New American will give it to you. I honestly think it's the most conservative news magazine there is in the country, which makes it the most reliable. Here's the other thing you need to do. Get right with God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except through him. I love you guys. See ya! Hey guys, hit the subscribe button right now. Hey guys, Conversations That Matter is a show hosted by Alex Newman at thenewamerican.com. This is where he has conversations with a whole bunch of people in interview form. And these conversations 
are dealing with people that the mainstream media really doesn't want you to hear from. But Alex Newman will interview them and you'll get to hear from them. And these are things that could actually save your life or save our liberty as well. So check out Conversations That Matter at TheNewAmerican.com.